You're listening to audio from One Church of High Point. If you'd like more resources or would like to donate, visit onechurchnc.net. How many know that there is power in the name of Jesus? That's only about a few of you. It's okay. You're about to know in a minute. How many people know that there's no rival? Yes. That there's no equal. There's nothing that compares to the name of Jesus. Man. I'm trying to see where I go from here. It's always rough when we encounter Christ in such a way, the Holy Spirit. And so we will always be a spirit-led church, not a man-driven church. So family, just um, a few announcements real quick. Um, If you call yourself this place home, we have a family meeting directly after service. And many of you may be asking, what is that meeting about? About a month ago, we put out a, a survey that we've, um, we sent out to all of our, just our body and those who are connected with our church. And we just want to give you guys some feedback from that survey. We want to be accountable to you. And I pray that you appreciate a church that holds that level of accountability to a high esteem. And so that's pretty much what the meeting is about. And we have a couple of things uh, that we want to kind of talk through, but it's, it should be pretty quick. Um, it's going to be not like Moses and the children of Israel, but it's going to be more like um, uh, the one church of High Point. Amen. Um, also, uh, a huge announcement. I'm excited about this. There is a woman's gathering taking place, yes, August 26th and the 27th. It's a Friday, Saturday. It's the last Friday and Saturday of this month. And I want to say this. If you are a female, female, raise your, raise your hand. Raise it, raise it high like you're proud. If you are a, a lady, you want to be in the house that weekend. And this, men, husbands, boyfriends, booze, whatever you want to call yourself, baby daddies, whatever you want to call yourself, please afford your significant other the opportunity to be here. And if they, look, if they give you a problem, call me. Call me. We want our ladies to be in house. I promise you this gathering with our, 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 our women, our, our women's gathering, this is what we're calling it. It's going to be exceptional. We have a group of leaders and actually even up and coming leaders. Um, Crystal, who's one of our elders who spoke earlier today, um, she has really brought together a group of ladies that has been sleeping, that we've been sleeping on in their leadership capacity. And, and I'm always great to see, excited to see new leaders rising up to what God wants to do. So you, you just, you don't want to miss out. So husbands, ladies, call me. I promise you. Where's Dave Powers? Big Dave. Come on, man. You got my back? All right, that's cool. That's all I need. Cool, cool. I'm not going to call Jay right now because I messed up on him. But Jay's over our security team. Jay, thank you for your service, brother. Thank you for your leadership and our security team. Um, And not only that, um, the end of the month, guys, we're kicking off our Wednesday nights again, so our Wednesday night gatherings, which is our midweek connection. Um, We're kicking off at the end of the month. I think it's August the 31st is where we're actually going to start off our Wednesday night programming again. And so when we have everything for everybody, from kids to, um, to 
youth and college and women's, men's, Espanol. We have all of that where you can kind of come and be a part. And the gathering is from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. Say it with me, from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. As you can see, a lot of women are over here laughing at me because 60. Boy. Y'all have a key, but we turning off lights, locking the doors, and we are out. But, um, man, it's hard to get out of the church whenever, you know, just our, we call C groups our connection groups, right, our community groups, because that's, that's where life is done. That's where life is kind of built, and you get to learn Christ and what your relationship is in different, different facets, and so you definitely want to be there. And then also, um, my wife, she so politely reminded me, this is not my plug for you just yet. Last week, when we were closing out our spiritual warfare series, which is, um, we finished up, and I talked about, many people ask pastors, one of the things that they ask pastors, like, where do you start as a new believer to read the Bible? And typically, the, the, the training that we receive from school is that they say, teach them to, they'll tell them to start in the book of John. And that made the equation from that most people starting the book of John is, is great, but many people open up the Bible and just start from the book of Genesis. And oftentimes, that's a great place to start, but it's not probably the most effective place to start. So she wanted me just to kind of bring some clarification to what I was saying. I pretty much, just from just growing as a leader and a pastor, I typically tell people or inform them, say, look, you want to start in John, which is great. For many of us, I would say start in the book of Psalms. You say, why? The book of Psalms has so much in there that it gives you a little bit of everything. It's pretty much as relevant to our lives today, right? The book of Psalms has struggles in it. Anybody struggling? The book of Psalms has like, why me? The woe is me part. There, the book of Psalms has some frustrations in there. Also, the book of Psalms has some victories as well. So in the book of Psalms, you can find yourself in there and just based on your course of life, I promise you, you can find something there. It even speaks about who Christ is. And so as a pastor, as a leader, uh, I kind of lend people to, you know, to go to the book of Psalms because it has something for everybody. But if you start in the book of Genesis and, and read, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and you got to go to chapter 2 and 3, talk about giants and all of this other stuff. I'm like, what does this have to do with my current situation? And sometimes it gets difficult to really see what God wants you to read, even though God's word is inerrant, it's without error. But some, I believe that starting in the book of Psalms, I promise you, you can find some comfort in knowing that there's some promises in there that you want to hold on to and begin to kind of, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, shall not want, right? Those things that God teaches us and he says in his word that that's what we have as believers. And so thank you, sweetheart, for reminding me. So she's, she's smiling in the front, but I'm coming for her throat this morning, amen? Um, she's about to get it. She doesn't even know it, but I love you, though. If you have your Bibles with you today, um, let's journey to the book of Exodus. It is an Old Testament reading, so just flip to the second book of the Bible. After you pass Genesis, you get to the book of Exodus. We'll lift up chapter 3, and we'll be lifting up verses 12 through 15. Pastor? Yes, ma'am. Did you talk about Encore and what time we start? Oh, yeah. My mama felt kind of um, left out. Then she called me by my name. I'm like, man. So she asked, could we talk about Encore? Encore is our midweek gathering um, time frames for our young at heart, um, seasoned adults. Amen. Our retirees or approaching retirement age. So anybody who feels like that, the 55, 65, 75, 
and they need a space um, with your community group. Um, gray hair or dyed, either way you have it. Um, come on out and participate. We, we lift up scripture at 1030 in the morning, and we have an amazing group. We go out to lunch once a month and hang out. Um, there's a coffee invitation with a group of lovely ladies on Tuesdays. I'm not going to say what time, but just a time frame where we get to go with our encore. And believe me, when I say I am truly blessed to sit at the table of so much wisdom, um, and that's something that our young adults, even just our youth, and we don't, we don't lean into those, those seasoned adults. And I would just encourage you that every seasoned adult in here has value, and we value what you bring to this church. And people say, well, how can I serve? I, I, I want to serve, but I'm not as young as I, I used to be. But let me tell you how you serve seasoned adults. You serve by your presence. Your presence means everything. So for my children and I don't have grandbabies. Um, come on now. Yet, but down the line, Ashton and Kendall, just let you know. Are for our kids to see our seasoned adults in the community of believers, we need you here. So we love you. We thank you for all that you do and how you invest into the church itself. So yes. But if you can serve, serve seasoned adults. Don't take this as a ticket that you can't serve. Exodus chapter 3, verses 12 through 15, and I promise I'll be expeditious because I want to make sure I don't want to hold you too long. And um, even though that we're reading about the book of Exodus, and I will let you go. <laughs> chapter 3, verse 12, and God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that is I who have sent you. But when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent, you, sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of the fathers of Abraham, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. If you have not caught it by now, there has been a theme for this whole service. So our next sermon series is just going to be a quick mini-sermon series. It's going to be talking about the names of God. And so if I had to give a title to my lesson today, it is The Power in the Name. Power in the Name. This year, God has given me a word for our church, just one word, and it's the year to go deeper. And I want to remind you today that don't, don't forget that what God has given our church, you as an individual as well, that we are called to go deeper into Christ. And to go deeper in Christ, I believe this, that you have to grow in Christ. And to grow in Christ, we have to go deeper in Christ. And one of the better ways to go deeper in Christ is to understand the names of God. Because his names will give you a different revelation of who he is and what he wants to call out, what he wants to do in your life. Because you know the name of Jesus, right? The name of Jesus, is, it means that it's Savior. But there's so many other names that God has that we're not even walking in, that we're not even walking through, that God wants us to use in such a way that we're calling authority upon his name. And so this is just a refresher about how to go deeper in Christ. And you go deeper in Christ by knowing who Christ is and what God has done. 
And we said the Lord's Prayer to open up, right? Our Father who in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed. And by definition of hollow or holy means to be set apart. That Jesus' name, God's name is set, out, is set apart from all creations. So why, why are names so important? Have you really thought about that? Like, honestly, why are names so, so important? Think about it. When you get married, you acquire a new name, right, ladies? So the other half who you didn't speak, your name is probably hyphen something, right? But in my house, I tell my wife, look, if you want to get married to me, you have to drop everything. She's like, mm-mm. I'm like, you can't be a broadneck, sorry, mama. Because there's some broadneck's characteristics of Felicia that's not Sim's characteristics, right? But the, the, the beauty of that, that she's been created and crafted in such a way that God has called her to, to, to be a part of who I am. But how do we, we acquire new names, right? When we have children, children acquires the father's last name. So we have to begin to understand that names are important. Names have a historical reference from them. They do. Knowing some of my just history and being, being a person of color and African-American, I understand this. Growing back in the day, 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 slaves did not have the opportunity to afford their own name. They carried the name of their slave master. Did y'all know that? Okay, if you didn't, just nod your head like, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> slaves had carried the name of their slave master because they were looked at as a piece of property, not as an individual. And so just to give you some historical context, when you hear... The name free men or new men for most people of color, most black folks, if I can say that, because, you know, we, we're multi-ethnic. We just keep it honest, right? Just open, hot, open and transparent. Honest, open and transparent. So when you think of, a, if you go way back when, most people, people of color who has the last name of free men came from this. When the Emancipation Proclamation took place, they did not want to have the names of their slave masters. So they made up a name for themselves and said, I am a free man. I am a new man. They no longer wanted to identify their association of their last name of their slave master. So what you typically see when you see a person that's of color and their last name is Freeman, it's because they got that name from them, their great, great ancestors saying that I am a free man. Hmm. I didn't think about that. God is known and recognized by his name all throughout the Bible. We see it all throughout Scripture. So if you, if you don't believe me, watch this. Psalms chapter 34, verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his, his name together. Psalms 22, verse 22. I will declare your, to my brother in the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. John 14, verse 13. And whatever you ask in my, that I would do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I would do it. John chapter 16, verse 23, part B says, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever asks the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Psalms 111, verse 9, holy and awesome is his name. Proverbs 18, 10, the, the, of the Lord is a strong tower. We see it all throughout Scripture. 
my name, his name. We proclaim your name, God. And so we're going to be through the next couple of weeks, just three weeks, talking about the names of God. But today I want to talk about the power, the purpose, and the providence of names. So every point that I bring out today, I want you to understand that it's connected to the power of God, the purpose of God, and the providential of God. Okay? So when we look at the names of Christ, we're looking at the power of God, the purpose of God, and the providence of God as well. So we have to really understand that names, names matter, right? Names give us clues to who they are and what they've done, the association that they have, the relationship that they have as well. If I were to say Michael Jordan, you would say what? Basketball, right? If I were to say Dale Earnhardt Jr., he is a NASCAR driver. If I would say Donald Trump or Barack Obama, y'all would say he's, they're their former presidents. Adolf Hitler, he was a former, like he just, yeah, he's just a bad man, right? He's just not, not good at all. Even nicknames, right? Nicknames identify who we are. What's up, Slim? How you doing? Right? What about Little John? Not that Little John, peoples. My question is, Big John, why do we call a Big John Little John? Because y'all see some Big Johns that's pretty big, right? But his name is Little John. What's, I never understood that. Have y'all met somebody like that before? Yeah, I never got that part. What about if they say, hey, Curly, how are you doing today? Or what's up, Red? Because you may have red hair or you may be kind of like red skin. Or what's up, Coca-Cola? <laughs> hey, Miss Parker. Don't trip. Y'all seen it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Bye, Felicia. That was for you. See, the names of God gives uh, even just Hebraic connotation as well. And when we look at the Hebraic connotation of the names of God, there's, th- there's two classifications just for me to kind of bring it down, just, just bring it into just a, a consensus a little bit. Two classes of names, when we look at the Hebraic names of God, we can see in one form or fashion, we see the writer's intent. The writer's intent is what we call in the Hebraic um, translation or what we would look at is that like Elohim or El Shaddai. That was the writers with the intent of what we're going to talk about today. Or the second part would be the revelation of who God is. So the two facets that we can look at through, just generally speaking, the Hebraic um, names of God, we can see is either coming from the writer's intent or from the revelation of who God is. And I'll say this. Sometimes God places us in circumstances or, or, or crisis to create or push you towards the revelation of who he is. I want you to get that. Sometimes we find ourselves in crisis or circumstances, so God wants to reveal himself to you of who he is. We just came out of a series of spiritual warfare, and I figured this would be a great tie into spiritual warfare. And so that way, when we begin to start praying the names of God, so many of us are praying, you know, which is great. We can pray in the blood of Jesus, and the name of Jesus is great. But Jesus by himself is Savior. But what about Jehovah Jireh? Jehovah Shalom? If you're in a, in, in, a, in a period of being at war with someone or with not of this flesh, but of the world, of, you know, the, the darkness of this world, you want the peace of God, the shalom of God over your life. 
So what if you start praying differently? I promise you, things will change. And so this, this next couple of weeks, we're just going to just kind of talk through how we can begin to lean into what God wants to reveal to us through his names and the power of his name. See, God's name may be revealed by his function, right? I am that I am, that I am the creator, that I am the provider, that I am the healer. And so many, many common mistakes that we see through people trying to understand biblically the understanding of the Bible is that we associate the name with their title. And that's not how we're supposed to read the scriptures. We associate their title by their name. So what I'm saying is that many times we see King David, but we, don't, we associate David as king. But no, his name is so much more. What about doubting Thomas? How did he get that? They associated his function, his lack of belief and faith in Christ. So they don't know him as Thomas anymore, but they know him as doubting Thomas. What about Judge Deborah? Many of us walk so much in our profession of our name than what God has called you to become and who he called you to be. Many of us walk in our profession of our name versus what God has called you to become or be. I remember back in the day, we used to say sticks and stones, but words would never hurt me. Words matter. Names matter. Think about this. God created creation with the existence of words. God created everything with words. What was Adam's first job? Yes. And to name the animals. God created everything by calling out the names of existence. He gave the job of Adam to name things. How many know um, names are a sign of respect? Dad, mom, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Right, that's a sign of respect. Man, I'm going to let you know. If your child calls you by your first name, I'm going to correct them. Amen in Jesus' name. I wish my kids would, Ryan. What? <laughs> Draw back a nub quick. <laughs> Children, we are not called, we are not supposed to recognize our parents by their first name. It's mother, father, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. But I've seen kids call their parents by their first name. No. Names also recognize a sign of respect. How many know names can start a fight? Yo, I know who my hood people are, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Names can start a fight. If you don't believe me, let's watch this clip real quick and let's talk about this fight that was taking place back in 1968. Yeah, uh, I'd like to say something right here. You know, Cassius Clay, yes. Why do you want to say Cassius Clay when Howard Cosell and everybody is calling you Muhammad Ali? Now, why you got to be the one of all people who's color to keep saying Cassius Clay? Uh, Howard Cosell is not the one who's going to fight you. I am. You make it really hard on yourself now. Why don't you keep the thing in the sport angle? Why don't you call me my name, man? Well, what's your name? You told me your name was Cassius Clay a few years ago. I never told you my name was Cassius Clay. My name is Muhammad Ali, and you will announce it right there in the...
center of that ring after the fight if you don't do it now. For the benefit of this broadcast, him. All right? You uh, just acting just like an old Uncle Tom. Another flawed no, policy. No, I'm going to punish you. Let me tell you something, man. You ain't got no Back off of me. me. Don't call me no Uncle Tom. That's what you are, Uncle Tom. Why are you going to call me Uncle Tom? You heard me. Just back off of me. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the two contestants prepare for battle right now, back off of me, man. Back off of me, man. Another interview has been recorded for posterity as the two gentlemen continue to promote the fight. Perfect. That's it. You continue to be unafraid of this man. Yeah, uh, I'd like to say something right here. You know, Cash is... One of the greater, greatest boxers of all time was Muhammad Ali. One of the greatest boxers of all time. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. And if many of you may not know, Muhammad Ali, has, uh, he changed his name. His first name, his original God-given birth name was Cassius Clay. And Muhammad Ali began to start following the doctrines of some other gods, you know, I don't even call it. Yeah. Started following this, 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 this doctrine. And he said, you know what, I no longer want to be called by my, my birth name. You have to call me Cassius Clay. Ma Muhammad Ali, thank you. And Muhammad Ali said, he's, he's fighting Terrell, Tommy Terrell, and he's like, look, brother, you know my name. And if you guys will watch that fight that took place, later on in the boxing match, Muhammad was going up, squaring off on, on, on Terry, Tommy Terrell, and every time he hit him and bust him real quick, he said, what's my name? He'll go back and, and bust him again, he's like, what's my name? He'll go back and bust him a third time, say, say my name. <laughs> Not that song, not that song. That's the gospel of Beyonce, but that's, we're not talking about that. <laughs> Muhammad was saying, at some point, I'm going to make you say my name. In Scripture, at some point, you're going to have to say a name that's greater than the other name. At some point, when you meet eternity, you're going to have to say the name above all names. At some point when you, when you begin to die and get into that dirt, you're going to have to begin to call on somebody's name, and there's only but one name that you're going to have to say. If you're going to proclaim that name, it's going to be the name of Jesus that's above every name. So if you're sitting here today and you don't know who this Jesus is, let me tell you who this Jesus is. His name is greater than the other name. His name is the only name that saves. And we have to call on the name of Jesus. So some of you may know him as a mediator. Some of you may know him as the bread of life. Some of you may know him as the high priest, the lamb of God, the lamb that is without spot or wrinkle. You may know him that he was slain from the foundations of this world. You may know him as the way, the truth, and the life. You may even know him as the good shepherd. You may even know him as my rock and my fortress, my redeemer. You may know him as the chief cornerstone, but let me tell you today, there's some names that's in this Bible, that's in this book, all 66 books of them. 
Some names that you need to get to know. Because I believe this. Some of you, your name, the name that you have, your calling is connected to your name. The calling that God has on your life is connected to your name. Joshua, Isaiah, David, Gabriel. We begin to read Exodus. Moses' name by itself means to draw out. And what God was calling Moses to do is to draw out the children of Israel out of bondage. And what God wants us to do for our brothers and sisters in our community is to draw them out of their situation. To take them from the hands of the enemy. Jacob. His name was Trickster. God changed him to Israel to let God prevail in his life. God says, I am who I am. You may be asking, what am I supposed to do with those Israelites? What am I supposed to go back and tell the Israelites? Let me put it this way. God, what am I supposed to do with this situation? Proclaim my name. God, what am I supposed to do with this family member? Say who I am that I am. God, what am I supposed to tell my neighbor? Tell them who I am that I am. But God, who are you? Tell them that I am God. Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my refuge. Come on, church. Anybody need a refuge today? What about Jehovah Jireh? That God is my provider. Is there anybody that needs God's provisions today? Is anybody who needs an extra blessing from God today where God's cup is running over? What about Jehovah Rapha? Who needs some healing in this place today? You need to call on the Jehovah Rapha, your God who heals. What about God Elohim? The God who creates. As I was studying this guy, I've been this four, I'm 45 years old. Been saved 25 plus years. And I've been doing it wrong. I stand before you to let you know that I've been doing it wrong. As the pastor of this church, I have not been tapping into the resources of God's name. But not after today. Not after today. I'm going to pray differently. I'm going to talk differently. I'm going to walk differently. And as God was giving me revelation about his creator, he said, Ryan, you need to pray over your creative director that God, he, that he's, the, the God of Elohim would give him great creations. That he would give him fresh creation. El Shaddai, the God Almighty. El Elyon, the Most High God. Emmanuel, God with us. Some of you have been asking, God, where are you? I'm going to tell you where he is. He is Emmanuel, 
that God is with you. If you ever ask God, where are you in this situation? Pray to the God of Emmanuel. He is right with you right there. As the worship team began to make their way up to the stage, many of us only know the God in the person of Jesus. And that's great. You may just know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and that's great. But what I want you to do after today, I want you to go beyond Jesus and begin to start tapping into Elohim, El Shaddai, El Elyon, Emmanuel, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha. I no longer want you to walk into just knowing Jesus for himself. There's so many other names that God wants us to know who he is. And over the next couple of weeks, that's what we're going to do. That's what God has called us to do. So now you know that God's going to hold you accountable. Now you know that there's, there's greater things out there for you to touch, to tap into, to lean into. So as we stand... We're going to pray and pray that God's spirit, the comforter that he left us, begin to guide and lead us and direct us in ways that we have not begun to walk, into newness that we have begun to tap into, and that we begin to experience God in a completely different way. That is my prayer for you today, church. I no longer just want Jesus. I want all of it. I want every piece that he can give me. Thank you for listening to audio from One Church. If you made a decision of any kind today or would like to learn more about what your next step is, visit onechurchnc.net. If you are local to our campus, plan your visit online at onechurchnc.net slash visit.